Welcome to News Mail episode 23. I'm your host, Peter Nalen, or Professor Nalen. Um, here February 15th, the afternoon. Um, looking good here in Bozeman, Montana, or Belgrade, where I am. A little snow in the valley, more snow in the mountains, which is great for those of you that ski, um, great for those of us that fish, and really great for those of us that ranch uh, in the summers, uh, because that's where we get our water. But anyway, moving on, uh, this is News Nail. And it's brought to you by Nails Ed, a learning and development platform focused on professional communications for you, your team, or your, uh, your employer, your whole company. We help with writing, presentations, and meeting management, make it more effective, saving your company time, money, and agita. Um, and give us a call or check us out at nailsed.com, uh, where it lists all the programs, how we can help both in person or online. Onward, uh, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about decision making. And where are we going to start? We're going to start at Super Bowl 58. Um, first of all, nice prediction, Professor Nalen. Nice job. He said the Chiefs would win 23 to 20. They won 25 to 22. Still a three-point spread. Um, but then it's one of the first Super Bowls I've ever actually uh, predicted correctly. I'm horrible at that. But uh, not a bad game. Um, the second half was better. I think the overtime saved it. Um, but who it was great for was CBS uh, and Linear TV. It was the most watched Super Bowl in the history of television with 123.4 million viewers, up 7% over last year, which was 115 million viewers. Um, and uh, really shows and reaffirms the value of sports. Um, as an entertainment property, right? Sports, the only thing, one of the few things people are willing to wade through the ads for, and the ads actually weren't so bad. Um, but it's why franchise values are getting up into the billions. That's with a B. I think uh, the last franchise went for six or seven billion dollars because there's a limited number of them and uh, people really want to watch them. And football has really solidified itself as you know, America's real sport, sorry, baseball. Um, but anyway, um, the value of sports um, keeps popping up. It's why last week we heard about three competitors, ESPN, Fox, and TNT, banding together to create a streaming service. They're watching their linear TV revenue slowly melt away like an ice cube in the summer, um, and they need to leverage their strength of brands which they have on linear TV. They need to leverage it now to get to the streaming side. And really it is remarkable. If you think about it, 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 it would be like um, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and name another cola beverage coming together to produce and sell a new type of drink to you. Um, it's kind of unheard of, but they are gonna um, band together and come out with some service. Don't know what it'll cost or how it's gonna work. Um, but anyway, um, so great game. Um, I love afterwards you hear all the pundits talking. What really is remarkable is, 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 is these comments that people say like, oh, oh my God, um, Brock Purdy's horrible. Like just because he lost the Super Bowl, he got to the Super Bowl. He's pretty darn good. Or San Francisco stinks. Like, no, no, because you lost. No, you made it to the Super Bowl. They were both great teams. They played well. But uh, what people are picking over is Kyle Shanahan's decision-making uh, in the overtime when there was a coin toss for who would receive in the overtime. For a quick review, for those of you that don't know, uh, there were new rules set in place two years ago for playoff and overtime games. 
um, in the, uh, for how overtime rules would be played. Uh, it used to be whoever won the toin, coin toss, um, if they got the ball, it, it, it was, put it this way, it was sudden death. Whoever scored first won. So it all really came down to the coin toss. Um, and this happened two years ago. I think it was Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, Kansas City won the coin toss. Uh, Patrick Mahomes marched them down the field, scored, game was over. Uh, in fact, that was the game. He marched them down the field in, in regular time with 13 seconds left and scored to tie it up. Um, it's actually called the Patrick Mahomes overtime rules. They changed it because of him. So now the new rules are um, no matter who wins the coin toss, each team will get at least one possession in overtime. Um, and if they both score, then it goes to, to sudden death. But each team gets a chance to score. So the big heat Kyle Shanahan was, was under is he won the coin toss and he elected to receive. Um, and everyone says that wasn't a great decision um, because you let Patrick Mahomes have it last um, and he will always score if he has it last. Um, I think what was more damning is it came out afterwards that um, not, very few of his players, uh, none of his coaches or coordinators knew about the new overtime rules. Uh, it's really bad preparation um, compared to Kansas City, who had discussed, prepared, uh, and knew exactly what they were going to do in overtime. If they won the toss, they were going to defer. Um, if San Francisco had scored a touchdown, they were going to go for two. Um, so it wasn't a really good uh, look. Um, of course, they would have lost anyway, but it was not viewed as a good decision, which brings us to um, the topic of this week's news nail, decision-making. So decisions, um, you know, we make them all the time. Um, and my three rules are, hey, make it, you know, live with it and own the outcome. Um, and, you know, you have all brought decisions to me over the last um, couple of weeks in office hours, um, which we do every other Wednesday. Our next one is February 21st. But some of the things that you've brought to these office hours, decisions you've had to make is, you know, how do I compete in my market that I used to own and a new competitor is coming in? Um, how do I uh, decide how to look for a job or what job to do when I'm moving to a larger city and it's a new city? Um, how do I evaluate or, or value of my job versus job satisfaction? Um, should I take a non-paying work, paying work and experience opportunity um, that's overseas, but I'm not going to get paid? Uh, um, and, and these are all great questions to ask. Uh, first of all, kudos to everybody. Um, you, you took the most uh, important step, which is doing the research and looking for advice and looking for research outside of your own head. Always be curious, right? The ABCs, always be curious, always be asking questions, um, always get outside your head um, and get some input uh, before you make these decisions. But shocker, um, I have a process for making decisions. It's called the Decide process, D-C-I-D, -D, decide. Uh, it's four steps um, that I will walk through right now. So the D in decide, the D-C-I-D, -D, is define the problem, right? Um, this, this is what we, um, you know, is, is the first step that a lot of people miss. Um, and uh, it's, they, they miss it for, um, so, D is define the problem. C is conduct and analyze your research. Um, I is identify your top 
hopefully three solutions. Three is a great number. We'll get into the reasons why, but you know, I love threes. And then the final D, decide on one. Four-step process, DCID, define the problem, conduct and analyze your research, identify some solutions, then decide on one and go. So define the problem. This is harder than most people think. Um, sometimes the real problem to solve is not the most obvious one stepping in front of you, right? And so you've got to parse out what are you really trying to solve for? Great example I love to use is let's say you're flying back home to your job. You've got a you got to get back that night because you got a meeting the next morning or one-on-one -on -one with your boss or you're coming back to school you got class the next day you're connecting let's say you're coming to bozeman you're connecting through let's say denver and let's say uh oh, it's united um cancels your flight because united does that all the time because they're horrible um and they're the oldest fleet um in the business and they do this all the time and they strand you at denver Oh, I probably shouldn't be saying that. But anyway, let's just say, so you're stuck in Denver. They offer you some money. They put you up. Um, you know, what are you going to do? And a lot of people jump to the wrong problem to solve. They jump to the conclusion that I got the travel is the issue. How do I get back? How do I get back for the meeting? How do I get back for class? When the actual problem is missing the content of that class, the content of that meeting, the interaction with your boss, right? If that's the problem, then your solutions are different. If you're focused on the travel side, you're running around trying to rent a car, find a bus, hitchhike, find another flight. That's not the problem. The problem is the actual content of the session that you're meeting. So if that's the problem, now you can come up with several different options, right? Um, and you can do your research. Does the class have an online version? Uh, do you have a friend that has an iPhone that can come in and do FaceTime? Do you have a friend that could record the class? Does your boss do uh, Zoom or WebEx? Uh, can the meeting be um, online as well as offline? Um, those are much different solutions than running around figuring out how to get from Denver to Boise, to Bozeman. So by redefining the actual problem, you'll actually develop much better and effective potential solutions. So let's go back to Kyle Shanahan at the Super Bowl when we came to the overtime coin toss, right? And the new Mahomes rule. You know, what is the problem to solve at the coin toss, right? Um, and, and, and Kyle Shanahan was saying, well, the problem is my defense is tired. Um, I wanna score first or last. No, no and no, right? The problem is you don't want it it the ball in Patrick Mahomes hands last. That's the problem. What can you do to make sure it's not in his hands last? If you if you win the toss, you defer, he gets it first. If you lose the toss and they give it to you, then you got another set of problems to solve for. But that was the one to have it. That was the problem to solve because you don't want it in Patrick Mahomes hands for a minute, 13 seconds, heck, five seconds. Um, and, and so you, you just, that's, that's kind of redefining or defining what the actual problem is, is step one. Make sense? Let's move on to the C in DCID. C, conduct and analyze your research, right? It's very hard to make a decision alone. As Scott Galloway, the professor of marketing at NYU Stern School of Business, and the host of the Prof G and the Pivot podcast, wisely says it's tough to read the label from inside the bottle, right? It's really tough for you to know all the angles of the problem 
that you just identified, right? It helps to gain perspective, um, you know, other than yours. Um, and, and you don't have to do what everybody says. You don't have to do what anyone says because it's your decision at the end. But it's great to have different points of view, different data to draw upon. Now, remember when you gather this data, remember that you look at the data to illuminate the solution, illuminate the solution going forward. You don't have an idea in your head and then go gather research to support your idea. That's what we call the drunk in the lamppost. The drunk is using the lamppost for support instead of what is really there for illumination. And that's what research is for. That's what talking to others is for. It's for illumination. It's not for support of an idea you think you want to do, right? Because that way you can gather real information and you can make a really fine solution and not one that you've already made and you're just trying to find a way to make it look good. All right. Step three, the I in DCID, identify your top solutions. Hopefully three. Why three? Simply put, two is just not enough. It's no way to compare and contrast. Um, and more than three is too many. The reason why purchasing groups uh, or construction managers or whenever you get an estimate for something, why we always ask for three, because one, hey, you have no idea. Is that high or, or is it low? If you get two and it's completely different than the first one, you have no idea what's going on. The third one at least creates some kind of line, some kind of linear spectrum from which the best can, decision can be made. Said another way, the rule of three or the power of three, as some call it, um, is an effective way of presenting information, right? In, if you present it in groups of three, it's more memorable, it's more engaging, it's more persuasive, but it, and it, it, it enhances the clarity and retention and the overall impact, making it a valuable and effective communication and decision tool. And remember, in communication, we talk about this in professional writing, right? You always have three points of support, right? Objective data, not from your brain, objective data, three points of support. We'll talk about that in another news mail. All right, onward to the final one. DCID, the last D is decide on one, pick it, own it, stick with it long enough to evaluate its outcome and adjust as necessary and then rinse, lather, repeat, baby. Right. Um, and remember, this is a fluid process. No decision is permanent. No decision is etched in stone. That's why after you make the decision, you want to sure you have a way to evaluate, evaluate whether it was right or not. What milestones, what what key points, right? Kind of like smart goals. What points down the road are you going to look at and say this was the right decision? This is the wrong decision. Right. Um, and then continue to evaluate. And if you're not where you want to be at each milestone, then you run through the DCID, the decide process again and course and course correct. Right. Um, when I leased my first piece of pro second piece of property for Compass back in Princeton, um, my landlord, Gordon Gunn, great guy, uh, an awesome college hockey player, uh, went on to um, to own the Cleveland um, Cavaliers when they drafted LeBron, um, realized he didn't like running teams. He loved the stadiums and the money that can be made from stadiums. That's a whole nother story, how much money you can make owning stadiums. And so he, he, he sold the, the Cavaliers, but he owned stadiums all across the country. Um, and when I signed the lease, I realized how really brilliant this guy was. I signed in the lease that I got to have lunch with him once a month. And we used to sit down and have lunch and he'd always say, hey, how's it going, Peter? I'm like, ah, you know, it's good, but we missed this. And then we had to do that. And he said, you know what, Peter, 
It's never a straight line. And it isn't. Life isn't a straight line. Progress is never a straight line. When you learned how to ski, was it a straight line? No, you fell, you picked up, you put your stuff back together, and you went at it again. Making decisions, it's never a straight line. That's why you make that decision. You find a way to evaluate it. You put key milestones out there. You, you are uh, very observant about how, how it's going. And then you go through the DCID process again and make another decision, right? And, and when you're looking at that data, right, you always have to look at it with objective eyes. And that's where we come into kind of the last corollary in the news mail, the last learning nugget here, if you will. Sunk costs are sunk costs. And what does that mean? You make decisions based on all the information you have today, right? And that's how you make the decision on today's information. Everything you know today that you didn't know yesterday when you made it the first time, right? You, what you cannot do is say, but I've put so much time against this, or we invested so much money in this. That money and that time is gone. It will never, ever come back. Knowing what you know now, how would you make that decision? How would you go forward? And that's how you make the decision. And then once you make that decision, I've said this several times, own that decision. And that's another little kind of Peter principle, I call it. If you're going to do it, then do it. If you've made this decision, then make it and go for it and give you everything you can against it while you're evaluating in, in, the, in evaluating the decision. Because no matter who provides the information, wherever you got the research, it's yours and yours alone, right? And, and by owning it, whether it's good or bad, then you will learn going forward and you will get better and better at making these decisions. We all know the guy, when something goes wrong, it's never their fault, right? Do you ever notice how they kind of keep making mistakes and sometimes the same mistake? Because they don't learn from them, right? If you don't own this decision for good or for better, you will never learn from them and you are doomed to repeat them over and over. Um, so if you're gonna dive in, you dive in 100%. Follow through on its execution, own it all the way. You'll be much happier and you're much better for it down the road. And one last thing I would say, if the decision does work, even if it doesn't, go back to the people that provided you the best information and thank them and tell them how it turned out. They gave you their time. And, and if they're invested in you and gave you good advice, they kind of want to know what happened. Um, I, I, you know, I always say, you know, hey, let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. And I really would like to know how it goes. I'd like to know, was my advice good? You know, was, was it sound? Was my logic okay? Um, so, you know, remember to circle back and let people know how it went, um, good or bad. So that's it for this news nail. Remember, next Wednesday, the 21st, we'll have uh, our second office hours of the month of February. Oh, I said third, right? 7th, 14th, no, 2nd of February. Um, we have two times when we do it. We do it in the morning from 8 to 10. That one we do live. So if you're in Bozeman or within striking distance. Um, Aiden came from uh, Twin Bridges, actually flew in for office hours. It's first we had there, the first to personally fly in for office hours. We're at Mukai Coffee House, which is on 19th. It's the old Cold Smoke Coffee House. And then if you can't make it, um, you can't be live, uh, we do it in the evening, 5 to 7. Um, I'll provide you a Zoom link. Pardon me, once you RSVP, anything on your mind, happy to help um, you work through it, provide advice um, so you can go through the decide process and make decisions for yourself. 
um, and keep successfully moving through whatever you're moving through. So that's it for this week's News Nail, brought to you by Nail Zed. Remember, Nail Zed, we provide uh, great coaching on professional communication, whether it's written, whether it's presentations, whether it's meeting management, helps you, your team, your company uh, become much more efficient, much more effective. People are much happier when they can communicate better and people understand each other. Go to nailzed.com to learn more. Um, you can also go there to sign up for office hours. And that's it for uh, this week's News Nail. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Um, enjoy the life because this is the only one you got. And uh, it ain't no dress rehearsal. So live it like it is. It's, it's one and done. We'll see you around.